0: Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila, and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this! Please note the information shared on the Single Well podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. Hey there. So thank you for listening in again to The Single Well. Uh, today's topic is discovering emotional wellness, and I've been going through some different wellness pillars and explaining how I discovered the importance of them and how I have adjusted them in my life, in my single season. And emotions is, is one of the main ones, right? You know, you go through a divorce and you start to think like, oh, this is going to be rough, you know, Um, you, you mourn the end of the relationship. You mourn the loss of the friendship that you had with your spouse. You know, in my case, you mourn the, um, vision, the, um, ideal you had in your head for how your relationship would look and how your marriage would look and how co-parenting would look. And so you have to take some time to feel that. And so I came up with a 3F framework for these, this emotional, um, trial um and you know that is feel find and formulate so the first f is feel um it is so important that we feel what we're feeling when i went through this season of you know getting separated and you know being pregnant and then eventually being divorced um there was a lot of times where you know i was left alone with my feelings um you know before i had chase you you just have i had a lot of time when i wasn't working um, i didn't have a lot going on when you're pregnant you're, you know you're not out you know parasailing and things like that so you end up with a lot of time to just think and i was left alone with my feelings a lot um and i will say i had sought counseling early on in my pregnancy because i just didn't want stress to be a factor um in the physical in, in physical effects um or physically affect have it physically affects my pregnancy. So I knew early on as a physician that I needed to seek some type of counseling in such a, a high emotional state. Um, but you know, I so I had to feel in that way, and I was walked through that. But I had to think about, you know, why I was feeling the way I was feeling, and oftentimes our feelings. Are also limiting beliefs that we have. So, you know, yes, you know, someone hurts your feelings, someone upsets you, um, you go through a breakup, things like that. There's emotions tied to that, and those are not invalid. You should have emotions. You should feel um, that. You should feel a certain type of way about that. But it's always interesting to um, really allow ourselves to feel it. You know, um, it's so easy to replace that with food or replace it with um, other destructive habits or replace it by just kind of walking around it and ignoring it and denying it exists. But these are all unhealthy ways to deal with those emotions. And I think a lot of times when we're trying to avoid emotional um, reactions, it's out of fear. We're afraid of feeling a certain way. We're afraid for um, something to happen to someone we love because of, mostly because we don't, of course, don't want anything to happen to them, but we're afraid of how we'll feel about that. We're afraid of the emotions that will come over us. And I think we need to adjust that. I think we need to encourage people to feel more, but not only just to feel, but to really understand those feelings. Um, And so the second F is find, finding the root of where that comes from. So for me, one of the main things that i was concerned about after i got used to the idea that we were divorcing and you know this was my new normal um that i would have to date again which is funny to people when i say it but it was something that was just a real you know concern i was in my late 30s now would have a small child and at the time wanted more kids. And so I'm like, how's that going to happen? I'm getting to that age where this may not be possible for me. I have to get in another relationship and marriage and and all of that. And there was just this whole cascade of feelings that came from that. But I really had to sit with that and think about why I felt the way that I felt. And it really didn't have much to do with the current situation at all. It was what I had gone through before. Um, I've never really had terrible dating experiences most of the people I've dated I'm still friends with to this day I mean there it just there wasn't a lot of animosity but at the same time dating is traumatic in a way because you go through these times of you know being with someone and and being happy with them and you know loving them and all of that and then you go through the breakup so anybody that you've broken up with there was some type of separation some type of um, breaking of that bond and it's traumatic every time no matter if you initiate it they initiate it whatever happens it's always traumatic and you have to work through that and that I believe is what made me really feel you know sad for myself about having to date and having to go through that again um and so I had to work through that I had to think about where that was coming from why I felt that way um You know, because on the other hand, it could be seen as something exciting to meet a new person and to start over in a sense, but it just wasn't that for me at the beginning. (laughs) So I really had to get to the root of that and really figure out where that was coming from and why. Um, So then the next F is formulating a strategy, formulate. Um, So you formulate a strategy. How am I going to deal with this? So I've felt the feeling. I found the root of it, I think. And now I need to figure out how I'm going to work through it, because the final step is reformulating. So you formulate and reformulate. So you're formulating a strategy, but then you reformulate that feeling. And so instead of thinking about dating as something negative, I had to kind of turn that into something positive um, for me to function. Because had I gone into my single season thinking dating was negative, then it just changes how you date. It changes how you view it. It changes, you know, your your who you attract because you have this sense that oh, this is going to be terrible. Um, but once you're able to reframe then and reformulate, then you can kind of say, okay, this is something that could be a good thing. This is something I will need to do to meet my my person, um, and I should make it something positive and. To be completely clear, this is not something that happens overnight. This process takes time, um, but the key part is really finding a way out, finding a way to walk through it, and then emerge from it. So, walking through the feeling, finding the root of it, and then formulating your strategy so that you can step out of that and start to change those limiting beliefs, change those feelings that you've you formulated and made your foundation. Um, because it will change the way that you interact with other people, the change the way that you interact with your friends, family, your future spouse, all of that. And so um, as part of your wellness plan, um, thinking about emotions is super important, um, especially when you're going through your single season, no matter how long it is, it's going to be relevant to that new uh, person. It's going to be relevant if you stay single forever. It's going to be relevant in how you interact with yourself, with everybody around you. Um, It's going to be relevant to being able to reach your goals and your purpose. Um, If we don't walk through our emotions and feel them and embrace them um, and really understand them, it's, it's hard to push past them to get to the next level. So, you know, for instance, thinking about Dating as something that is negative can also translate to feeling like, I don't want to network with people. I don't want to meet new people. I don't want to talk to people I don't know. And, you know, a lot of times we don't think in those terms of like, you know, if I don't deal with this emotion here, it'll affect me somewhere else. But it absolutely can And I've seen that firsthand, you know, that was something that I was very afraid of when I started thinking about entrepreneurship and started thinking about having my own. I was always stopped in my tracks by that feeling of, well, you know, I have to meet new people and I have to work with other people than who I'm working with now. And I'd have to, you know, put myself out there and and kind of be willing to be seen. And, you know, really thinking about how that feeling of not wanting to date and Going through those emotions could have potentially kept me from pursuing my purpose, shows me that how important it was that I did that work, that I worked through those emotions and found ways to um, release them. So, um, when you're thinking about this, you know, it may look different for each person. It could be that you spend more time. Alone with your thoughts and feelings and really working through them. And you may be okay with that. For some people, that may be particularly painful and maybe even, you know, something that you shouldn't do alone. And so I encourage definitely always thinking about having a counselor. You don't need to have anything wrong or be sad or be depressed or any of that to have a counselor. It is important to have a third party at all times that is not emotionally connected to you that can help you walk through your feelings um, a lot of times people will say, oh, my, you know, my pastor is my counselor or my friend is my counselor, but they have, you know, your your pastor, I guess, can be depending on the relationship, but they have some type of investment in you, you know, they have some type of care and concern for you. And it's not that your counselor wouldn't, but your counselor can be objective. It's hard to be objective when you have personal feelings for someone, when you love them as a friend, you love them as a significant other, you want things to be different for them, it's hard to be objective um, in that sense, as far as talking them through some of their very deep emotions. So it's always important to just try to find that third party um, that's reputable, that you are comfortable with, that has the credentials that you need for you to talk through things with. And you will be amazed um, at how um, that can help you to grow. Now, for some people, you know, counseling can be triggering because you have to bring up emotions that you've been suppressing. So, I'd, to that, I'd say give yourself grace, take it slow. It may mean you have to tell your counselor, okay, these are the things that I'm willing to talk about right now. These are the things that I'm not. Any counselor that's decent will kind of go through that with you anyway, and they just kind of help you, you know, remap those thoughts and feelings and and sort them out, you know. Something else you can do is find a creative outlet. So we have to be careful that we're not replacing the feeling or trying to suppress the feeling, but actually having some type of creative outlet that allows you to feel, that allows you to sit with your thoughts so you can be in your thoughts and feelings and be painting or creating something and just using your hands um, in and kind of working through that. And it can be very therapeutic um, I know that as much as I don't like to clean, <laughs> I mean, it is so therapeutic. Like when I, I like to do it so that I don't have to keep doing it. So I do, I'm, I'm like constantly cleaning. I don't want anybody to think my house is, is dirty, but <laughs> it's just not my favorite thing. So I found that sometimes I have to hire someone to clean and and, and, and just be happy, okay, with that investment or... Sometimes it's therapy for me. So, if there's something in particular, my emotions tend to show in how things are sitting around my home. So, if it's really super tidy and pristine, that usually means I'm anxious. If things are kind of all over and kind of sitting in different places, it usually means I feel kind of overwhelmed um, and, you know, have a lot going on. And so, you can, anybody that knows me, can usually tell. Um, kind of my emotional state by my surroundings. But, you know, having that creative outlet can help you to, you know, have something that is fruitful, but is also helping you to really sit with those feelings. If you ever created something or painted something or done that, you, you really can't help but have, you know, emotional Um, work during that time. You know, there's a lot of thoughts. Um, Creativity brings a lot of mental clarity and a lot of thinking and a lot of ideas. And that's something that has helped me through a whole lot of different emotional things. And so for you, that may be something that you use in your strategy, you know, being creative on a more consistent basis. Um, For some people, it might be different creative outlets, such as taking in some type of creative Um, Thing, listening to music, going to an art museum, um, you know, things like that. And I I encourage you to do these things as much as you can alone, especially if you're working through emotions. Um, If you're using them as some type of outlet, try to, you know, do it alone and allow yourself to be alone with your thoughts. Because it's easy to take these, you know, creative outlets and say, oh, let's go to this paint class. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's easy to sit and talk to your friend and, and go back and forth with them and still not feel those feelings. But just finding things that allow you to feel, but allow you to do it in a way that you can handle and that will will help you to reformulate and think about things in a different way. So that's all I have for the emotional wellness piece. This will be an ongoing conversation. All of the pillars come up in the different You know, areas, and as you can see, they're all a cohesive unit. You know, if one is not well, if your emotions are all over the place, the other pillars tend to suffer as well. So, um, just start thinking about that. You know, get your free wellness plan from my site, which is in the show notes. The link will be in my show notes. And just start to really formulate that strategy for how you're going to deal with your emotions. This is the quickest path to eat well, not the quickest. This is the best path to being that fully whole well person that you desire to be. Take care of you. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at the single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.